We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 269. On this episode, we've got some renewal news and we'll be discussing the series premiere of Younger, plus recent episodes of The Flash, Arrow, Outlander, and The Good Wife. Plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 269. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com. And this week we have joining us... Carissa Pavlika from tvfanatic.com. Welcome! Thank you. Yeah, so for used to only us. seeing you in like Comic Con press rooms, <laughs> and, and that's we're probably where and that's where we'll yeah. see each other again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we did um, welcome. We did warn you a little bit. We were going to to spring on you. Uh, tell us what got you into TV. Was there a show? Was it you just watched TV growing up? Like what was it that made you want to write about it? Wanted you know talk about it? That kind of thing. Well, I don't know if either of you remember way, way, way back, because I'm kind of old, but that TV show um, on HBO, before HBO was really into series, the character's name is Martin Tupper, and his mother used to plop him in front of a TV set, and that's like what the credits were, and, and it was a comedy, and it was called, was it called Right On, or something like that, I can't remember the name of the Dream series, on. but... Okay, yeah. Dream well, On! Yes, yes, yes. And, Ryan Ben-Ben, right? Brian Ben Ben. Yeah. And that always reminded me of me that you kind of get plops in front of the TV set. And I, we grew up in front of the TV set. Yeah. And whenever I was little, I had a big giant black and white TV in my room and I wasn't allowed to watch TV past a certain time, but all the good <laughs> shows were on later. And every time my mom came back near the staircase, I used to turn the TV off and it would go and make that weird <laughs> and the TV the picture would get smaller and smaller in the middle of the TV and I would have my face right up against the TV and I could still see it and so I was certain that I was watching still the show so that's kind of how obsessed I was with TV even back then that I was watching a massive black and white TV set with my eyeball literally pasted on the screen <laughs> so I wouldn't have to be left behind while the other kids were talking about shows the next day at school well, back then, you actually had to be really close to the TV to be able to shut it off really quick. <laughs> That's true. And I, I you couldn't like, do it from across the room. <laughs> sitting in front of it with my legs, like, under it. Then whenever it came time to get involved in this kind of stuff, I used to just troll back before you were actually called a troll. <laughs> websites about TVs, you know, TV shows, and comment on them. And one site that I was on a lot, they said, do you want to do a guest post i thought yeah (laughs) so i did one guest post it led to another guest post and suddenly i was covering fringe and it was like oh my god you're letting me cover fringe (laughs) and that was like the end of that and now i do it pretty much full time excellent well welcome thank you for joining us thank you (laughs) we're gonna jump into the news uh, Fox has renewed New Girl for a fifth season. Uh, they're actually shooting some of it now because Zoe Deschanel is so pregnant that they, they want to give her a maternity leave. So they have some episodes stockpiled, I guess, to premiere next season. Yeah, it's kind of the uh, – yeah, we're 
we're doing it because we've been doing it. <laughs> we're, right. We're, we're... Oh, P.S. We renewed the show because <laughs> but, obviously we've already started shooting episodes of season five. But but not really a surprise considering so close to, you know, 100 episodes. Yeah. And given, I don't know, given what they <laughs> what they have comedy wise, it doesn't do quite. <laughs> it doesn't do anywhere near what it used to do, but. Creatively or ratings wise. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't true. really watch it, but it's been panned by the yep. fans, at least on our site. Nobody, nobody is pleased. Yeah, it's true. They just they don't know how to write relationships, and they don't even know how to write some of their characters outside of relationships. So they just kind of do one eighties all the time, and it's like, well, why don't you try and explore that character a little bit more? And they just don't. Um, so I can't wait to see what a fifth season brings. <laughs> uh, and why is? 100 still the magic number for syndication. What, what is so damn special about 100? Who cares? I don't think that, I think it really it's like 88 or, you know, something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like 422 episode seasons is like the new number. Yeah, but, and then I guess the 100 is just like, a, oh, we made it to 100. Like it's just. Yeah, it's just being that, that close to 100. But I think, I think uh, it used to be that uh, just because having uh, that many means you could. In syndication, a lot of times you're running like an episode a day or two episodes a day, uh, you know, five days a week. Uh, so it's it was always having the, you know, the big stockpile of episodes to be able to run right. for, you know, ba basically sheer... running for, you know, like a quarter. You know, <laughs> Think about the sheer volume of television shows they've created that have less than 100 episodes. Like they can't come up with a pro, you know, a plan where they run, like literally once a week. I mean, come on. They could, but I think for some of those places that, especially nowadays, that do, you know, a lot of the cable channels that do syndicated stuff, it's sort of marketing this show. We're going to have this show, but it's only going to be on for this small period of time at this one time. It's it's harder it's harder to do. Uh, I mean, they do. I mean, they do bring some shows on that, uh, and and they start playing them, and they start from the first episode, uh, you know. And they, you know, some of them have done it with shorter, shorter episodes than that. But I think it really is when you're, you know, if you're doing an hour block, you know, daily, uh, that's what you're trying to fill with half hour comedies. It's hard to just put in like one comedy that you only have like twenty episodes, you know. 20 days later, you're repeating those episodes or you're putting something completely new in. Right. And you're trying to advertise this block. Like here locally, one of our channels, they, you know, they advertise the, you know, sort of the after the news, uh, you know, late night, you know, comedy block that's basically like they play Seinfeld and, and something else, you know, but it, you know, that it's going to be Seinfeld and that other thing every night at 11 o'clock. I mean, with shows these days only doing event series or 13 episodes, like, nothing is ever going to hit the 200 episodes, com comedy-wise, anyway, that, like, Friends did. It's just not. So I think they do need to change kind of the system. Well, things are going to change anyways because a lot of <laughs> a lot of it is all these things are going to end up on, you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu and whatnot where you can just go or on demand and you yeah. can just go watch – the 13 episodes whenever you want or whatever. And, uh, you're not going to go tuned to TBS in the middle of the afternoon 
to have comedies running in the background or something. Right. I don't, I don't need know. to see Law and Order seventy two hours during the day. <laughs> you know they they can they can definitely mix it up a little bit, and you know somebody might stick around. Yeah, it's no, it's true. Go for broke, people. Go for broke. <laughs> uh, more renewals. FX has renewed The Americans for a fourth season. I don't think it's well, highly rated. Never syndicated. Yeah, no, that's too <laughs> serialized, and so you can't air that at five o'clock in the afternoon. Netflix has renewed Bloodline for a second season and House of Cards for a fourth. Never seen House of Cards. Um, and I didn't watch Bloodline yet, but I will because it's Kyle Chandler. I just need to carve out some time. Ditto on both of those. And then Showtime has renewed House of Lies for a fifth season, which I just feel like everybody involved in House of Lies deserves better. <laughs> I don't know. Free Kristen both Bell. House of, both House of shows in the same state yeah. of news. <laughs> so that's our news any other news i'm sure there's more out there has netflix other than i guess there's just the one just the one uh horror type show or whatever i'm blanking on the name of it uh oh, hemlock is, grove it, yeah hemlock grove is, is that basically the only original that they've actually are still not producing that they started producing they're producing that yeah that's still shooting isn't it coming back Yep. Oh yeah, Gangbusters last time. But is, I thought that one was done after. Is that one actually coming back for a well, third? I don't know yep. much about it. It is, yeah. So they're basically still producing everything then. They, oh, yeah. they, they haven't canceled more. anything yet. They are. They are winning at life right now. <laughs> they really are. It is interesting. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I guess uh, whatever their internals are, that uh, people that are signed up actually do go watch their stuff that they keep producing it to keep you there. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting. On our end though, it has a really short shelf life. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't, you can't really talk about it much more than, Hey, it was renewed. Hey, it's coming back. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah you get the, you get the, a week or two that it's coming and then it's there. And then you get like that week afterwards that it's sort of in the public zeitgeist there you know it's kind of out there and then it sort of fades away and then you get if it's if it actually is going to come back uh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we've talked about that a, a bit on the last couple of podcasts of how when you drop it all on one weekend it's almost literally a year before you get more episodes of it very true because especially when it's something a lot of people end up binging it over that weekend or in that first week and and then they're done i think there is something interesting about the uh sort of the communal effect of of tv when it if you want to be a part of like the house of cards conversation then you also got to tune in that weekend it's true you do to talk about it because later on you know a couple weeks later people that watched it have like moved on and, and they think you're the people, not yeah, then there's the people that haven't watched it. That's the one positive I think on a on a weekly basis. You get a a week to digest it. To, you bump into friends or you talk to people or whatever, mm -hmm. and chance to talk about it or the old uh, yeah the old water cooler type of yeah. type of show. It becomes <laughs> just dropping a big event and then it sort of goes away. Imagine what your podcast would look like if every single show was dropped like a Netflix show. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. It's so true. 
You have you every... wouldn't even have time to breathe. You have to talk like an auctioneer. Yeah, basically, if uh, what was it? Uh, the the number was like 352 scripted programs last year on you know That's insane. in prime time, late night slash streaming services. So if you take that, you know, <laughs> what is that like? Uh, like basically, if you drop five new shows a weekend. <laughs> like <God>. all once <laughs> every weekend for a year, that would be roughly the same. <laughs> and if you if you take which ones, some of them would be twenty two, twenty three hours a piece, and some of them would just be the thirteen. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Or, uh, yeah, f- <laughs> yeah, like seven shows, I guess it would be if I actually did the math correctly. Uh, but yeah, something like that. But you'd have to have alternate realities yeah. because you couldn't even. <laughs> You couldn't even pick ones, you know. I'm, I'm gonna have to take a week off of work because there's four shows <laughs> dropping this weekend, yeah, and exactly. I want to see them all, and I don't want to be left behind for my friends. Yeah, so. what is the yeah? What would be that that one weekend where you're just like, seriously, you're dropping the Americans, Game of Thrones, and, and you know, like, and like the final season of Mad Men all on the same weekend? Oh <laughs> Come on, I would not leave my house. And you'd be torn. Which one do I watch first? Do I want to watch one episode of each in a row? Do I want to, you know, want to barrel through? Oh, it'd be too much. It'd be too much. So luckily we don't have to deal with that. Yet. But we do have yeah. a lot of shows yeah. that we do watch anyway. Prime time. We're going to start. The Flash. Season one, episode 17, Tricksters. I thought it was great to have uh, Luke Skywalker reprising his old role. Yeah, basically played the same role that he played in the previous version of the TV show. How many episodes was the previous version of the TV show? Uh, it, I think it only lasted a season. It was definitely one season. Yeah, I think it's only. I think there's only like 22 episodes or something like that, or of if it. even. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it went. I just think it's funny that like it was enough of a thing that like. John Wesley Shipp was in it, and now Mark Hamill is guest starring, and like, it's just funny. And Amanda Page. Yes. Yeah, I think they're doing, uh, I mean, they're doing a pretty good job of, like, not just, re- you know, referencing comic books, but referencing, you know, the old shows, and, you know, some of some of it are more tangential, and some of them have, are bigger parts of the show, but I think they're doing, I think it's really interesting how... What year was that on again? That was 1990, right? Yeah, something like that. I've been do I did a thing with with ratings last week for 1995, and so I found a site that has all the ratings for all the years. I want to see if that was up there because it'll be interesting to see how bad the ratings were, or if it hit like if it hit in the top 20. Because the I was ratings, TGI oh, 1990. God, the ratings in in the 90s just were astronomical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> astronomical it's insane it's 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 it is flipping insane and then you look at the ratings now and you go mm. oh my gosh one really one and and it's the show is still on the air and it's one and they're being canceled for having you know 15 what right exactly it's insane what else happened in this episode i'm glad i don't know the whole matt letcher thing i like him I'm not quite sure I can wrap my head around what exactly is happening with the reverse flash and how there's a fake flash, but there's a real flash, reverse flash. I was very confused about that as well. There's there's one there's one guy from the future 
Okay. And he came back. Basically, what it looks like to be in the story is what we saw in the very first episode was the result of him coming back and just and was going after, I think, a young Barry Allen. Because he knew that an old Barry Allen would. Well, because he's been battling the Flash in the, you know, as he's come back from the back from the future. <laughs> he's he's been battling the the Flash throughout various things or whatever. And so it, this was, I think, uh, like coming back to in that by killing him off at the, you know, before he ever becomes the Flash. Right. Heading him off at the past. And then, you know, things go don't go as planned on both the both sides that uh Basically, Barry saves himself, right? Uh, and but his mother ends up dead, uh, and then but he but uh, Thon from the future ends up stuck here because he run, basically runs out of juice. Hey, uh, can I have my hand up here? Here's where I got my hand up. Teacher, oh. teacher. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Carissa, you have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Right, right here at this part of the story. This this all makes really great sense, you know, and then he, he sucks the life out of Harrison Wells because Harrison doesn't make the um the particle accelerator in enough time. Yeah, right. because he knows he knows he knows what the you know, the past history was and so Yeah, so he's gonna do it himself early, apparently. But why does he have to take Harrison Wells' life to do it? Why doesn't he just do it? Yeah. He doesn't need to take Harrison Wells' life to do it. He just needs to do it. I don't get that part. What's the point? Because it, if if he does it, then it it changes. It, it changes too many things. Uh, it, he's trying to keep the same history, history but but move it forward. Like I think it's getting too convoluted. But it's still. I mean, it's he's still changing it by twenty some odd years. Well, he's, he's moving it forward I mean, I'm, by. I'm very bad by math. I, I, well, he's moving. I, he's not, moving the particle accelerator forward by five years, according to the the story. Because oh, he says that he it's says that, that you know you did it in 2020. I can't you know I can't wait around that long. But uh, I don't know. I think it's to you know to preserve some of the things that uh, he knows that that happened. You know, you could change some things, but not not other things. I don't know. It just. Uh, that's how it is working out so that it it just turns out that the Harrison Wells we've known all along has never been Harrison Wells. It's always been this, this dude from the future. I, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it worked pretty good as a, as a twist that explained uh, things. And from what I understand is it, is it, is it was a way it, it was it ended up being a way for them to do things that still made it a surprise for people that are big fans of the comic is right. because it still sort of follows uh ultimately it follows i guess a lot of the classic fa- flash storylines uh between you know and the you know the back and forth between the flash and reverse flash uh but it it put a new twist on on that story so that they could have some sort of a mystery uh for not just people like me that don't really know that much about the flash yeah i don't know i, I think, think i just don't watch the show like with enough too. Attention. Like, I don't love it. I like it. I'm just, it's not a show that I race to watch. So then I get really confused because I don't necessarily pay attention. I have to because I cover it every week. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't pay attention, I'm going to get my, my ass handed to me on a platter. So I, I have to analyze it like to the nth degree. I thought it was pretty interesting, though, in an episode like this where they could have just really done, like, 
gone all out. I mean, it's not that they didn't, but they could have gone all out with the trickster stuff. Uh, I mean, they had a lot of fun with that. But then to also drop a lot of sort of drop a lot of knowledge on the overall storyline in with flashback scenes and uh, and other stuff, it ended up being you ended up getting a whole lot more out of the episode than you thought going into it. You're like, oh, hey, fun episode. You know, Mark Hamill reprising his role from the previous series and, uh, you know, and then giving you, you know, the fun stuff like him telling the other trickster that he was his father and (laughs) all that uh, you know various things to that referenced other stuff besides uh, uh, the previous, you know, incarnation. But I, I, I don't know. I just really, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was really, really well done. I liked it a lot better than its sister show. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is is the Flash is the Flash has been on this creating this you know, creating this new show and giving it its sort of own story. Uh, You know, he did one sort of crossover early on, but for the most part, it's been, you know, the Flash learning about his abilities and learning about various things that are going on around his situation. And there's been, looks to be like a goal. And Arrow this season, its goal for most of the season to me has seemed like, uh, setting up the Flash and setting up Adam and setting up future projects for a lot of other people. Yeah. And this episode that we're going to talk about in a bit of Arrow uh, is the first episode that finally got back to an Arrow story. sort of focused storyline. So I, I think that cohesively, the Flash has been way better because they've been, you know, very focused on getting their stuff set up. Yeah. I don't know. I like this episode. I liked it for, you know, the fun they had with the trickster. And I liked sort of him, you know, Barry after the, you know, after the time travel stuff, I like that he sort of come to uh, the same conclusion himself that Cisco and others had kind of figured out in the previous timeline. Yeah. It looks like it's setting up uh, a lot of stuff to come in the last, you know, the last five episodes of the season. Okay, so we're uh, we're back here. We had some we had some technical difficulties with the podcast uh, as we started recording this on Monday, and uh, I lost my internet connection, which makes it hard to uh, uh, talk. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, Comcast they were working round the clock, as they said on their message, to get the problem solved, and. Uh, <laughs> It was back up later that night, but too late to record. So we had originally planned to record the next day, but unfortunately Amory got sick. So that delayed us another day and Amory still wasn't feeling well. So now playing the part of Amory is <laughs> Kyle Nolan. <laughs> I was tempted to sing, but I was like, I don't want that recorded. <laughs> so I'll just be myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Kyle. I've, I felt like, uh, you know, like if this was a, a daytime soap, it would come up on the bottom of the screen and say, "The part of Carrie Brady is now being played by Kyle Nolan." <laughs> but we're we're back now, and uh, it's now Wednesday as <laughs> we pick things back up. Which I don't know. It all seems to sort of fit with uh, talking about the Flash and all the time travel and stuff. If only we could now go back and somehow. 
just pick right back up. But basically from uh, what we were talking about and stuff, ultimately the point I kind of wanted to get to was, do you think that the reason that he needs or that Thon slash Wells needs to get Barry like up to speed is basically is his end game is to get once he's fast enough that he can time travel, that he can use like the similar device that he used on Wells to like take that power from him and be able to completely recharge himself so that he can then uh, go back and, you know, get back to where he wants to be. I hadn't thought about it, but that sounds logical to me. I, I hadn't thought about that either. I thought he just took his skin. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the, the how the device works. Like, because uh, Chris, you were talking about you weren't sure like why you know this guy's from the future. He's got like you know the uh, the uh, the ultimate uh, uh, sort of uh, Apple Watch there with Gideon on <laughs> the the Gideon computer on his uh, you know carrying it around and. Uh, that why couldn't he just do you know build the thing himself or whatever and well uh, and I've been schooled I I was I was told by my my people that how dare I not realize that Eobard Thawn is himself an incredible scientist and he could have done it anytime he wanted so he doesn't even need Harrison Wells' mind because he could have done it regardless and I'm like well then therein proves my point even more. <laughs> like, well, I- Again, maybe he just, why did he suck the skin off of him? I don't get it. Maybe he just needed his body so he could get access to the facilities he needed in order to build all this stuff. Because it's not like he has any money right now. Yeah, I think it may have just been he needed to blend in. While the you know the original Wells wasn't uh, you know the Wells you know obviously in that original timeline it was going to take him another you know it's going to take him until 2020 to get to the point where uh, he was, uh, but he still had you know, some connections and, uh, you know, some was known and uh, to some respect. And so maybe that's what he needed was a familiar face to be able to, that people knew, not just all of a sudden he's this dude out of nowhere, uh, that's trying to do something that nobody's ever heard of before. And so he basically was stealing the backstory. But didn't he erase his backstory from an earlier episode, whenever Joe West went and looked for Harrison Wells. Didn't he say the guy didn't exist prior to the time your mother died, Barry? I think it, it was trying to, uh, I'm not sure exactly what there's, I think there's some question still in exactly why uh, he needed to, uh, <laughs> it, it, We're all really why confused. he needed to do it. Cause, cause sometimes you go back and you think about that, uh, that episode where, because the story is still the same, like, he tells the story of of his uh you know of of his wife dying and in a car crash and stuff and that's uh, uh you know why he you know moved to another place or something or mm-hmm. so i i don't know it just uh but he also seemed to go there with a purpose like he knew he was going for Harrison Wells because like he even said to the said to him like oh your wife's been dead for 100 years because or because he knew like uh he it's like he did his research before he headed over there cuz he already knew the wife was dead like he knew he was going to go kill her see those are just some of the little holes those those are the things that make you go hmm and scratch your head and go something you know some it's it makes sense and the story seems good but then you try to there there's those little 
little open wounds. Well, a lot of times with the time travel stuff, if they decided to change something like along the way in the story, uh, and then it doesn't quite jive with something they said before, or they still haven't fully explained uh, enough to you so that you you can fully uh, you know get what's uh, what's going on. But yeah, there's always you know some there's always some problems in in these things, and sometimes it's because you're like remembering one thing but not something else that happened in a past episode that would sort of explain it. Sometimes I'm one of those people where like I enjoy the episodes and they're fun and stuff like that. And then you come across something like big like this and you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. And then somebody goes, oh, but in episode such and such, he said X, Y, Z. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I remember that. <laughs> you know? and like, it's how, how close attention am I supposed to pay? Yeah. Like every line I have to inscribe and in Braille, like in Gideon's room. I mean, geez. Now, did did you either of you get the sense that they were trying to almost groom Barry's father as like to take over the Harrison Wells role once they finally reveal him as a villain and he's out of there? Like it seemed like, oh, they brought it like, oh, I could do a lot with this laboratory. Like almost like they're grooming him to be like their new adult leader. I didn't see that at all. But but if they're gonna they're going to make him go away at least a good replacement better be in order yes well there's still some questions out there as like did you know did uh when he used that device was he just taking over uh you know like the looks or did he get like a full download of who like harrison wells was yeah as the, well the firestorm like, issue like is he is he sort of both Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, because the question is, is like once he's fully revealed as, you know, the reverse flash and then you can't you, you're he's it seems unlikely that he could be, you know, considered hang out with them, <laughs> could continue to be the person that hangs out with them on a weekly basis. Right. And so, yeah, do, would they need a new like sort of person heading things up there or is there going to be some sort of way that. You know that there's a, some, a separation. They, they come up with some sort of device that can uh, that can like however you pronounce yeah that can down and say will you wear this this contraption we made for Firestorm because what we'd like to do since you're a, a big criminal is we'd like to go ahead and separate you from the good guy or even and then we're yeah. going to try to take you apart <laughs> and set you into prison. Here we have these cute little pods. I'm sure you've seen them. Yeah. <laughs> But some or, for that. or some sort of <laughs> suppression or something like that, where it's it's a, some sort of suppression mechanism that that brings Wells to the forefront, or I don't know. It's, who knows what the, you can you can come up with all kinds. It's science fiction. You can come up with all yeah, kinds of right. uh, yeah. of of ways to do it. But it does it does seem interesting when you have you know somebody who's who's like a major player on the show. How does you know? How does it ultimately end up working when he's uh, the bad guy? Is does he become sort of like a recurring character? Is is he no longer like a main cast member? You know, what does the future, what does the future hold there? Depression. Could you? Would you ever trust him? I mean, look how good he's done pretending to be Harrison Wells. I wouldn't hang out with him if he was being suppressed. <laughs> he's like a master of disguise. Yeah. You know, what if the device fell off? <laughs> yeah. You could run really fast through a wall and knock it off. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Uh, 
but yeah, I don't I don't know what uh, you know what the ultimate end game is there. Just uh, it is kind of kind of weird that because it it would change the dynamic really of of the show if he's Kyle not. Kyle is bringing up some really really interesting points. I have to say, I'm very happy that you're here, and I'm very sorry that Emery's sick. But my goodness, <laughs> I never thought about these like two little angles. The whole the uh, especially the is he grooming. Were they grooming Henry? That's even a nice little thing to think about. Woohoo! Yeah, ultimately, if he were to, you know, if they're actually able to prove that something uh, somehow, you know, actually proved to be able to get him out of uh, jail, that would be uh, that would be interesting. But I don't know. That's a uh, that's sort of the flash. Uh, we'd love to hear your theories on where you think the show is going. Uh, got another uh, got another week before the next episode comes out, so. It's like here's a big episode and have a couple of weeks to digest it. You know, <laughs> see if you're watching uh, the Flash on like Netflix where they just drop the whole series all at once, you just zip right past <laughs> and, 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 and go from <laughs> this episode to the next one, and you you wouldn't even think twice about most of the things that we've been talking about. Probably that's true, and you wouldn't have time to really to invest in them and try to dissect them. So I'm glad it's not on Netflix. Yeah, because what do you do with the like shows are built? Sometimes you know you like you have a break at Christmas, so they they put something you know sort of a big happening there, and then if they know that there's going to be a break somewhere else in the season, they you know they do something, they build the episodes up to something big, you know, a little bit bigger there, and and then you know up to something on a finale, and so you get like some big, you know, some big scenes and stuff like that, and it almost seems. In a series that you you drop all at once, how do you decide where you're going to put like some big things throughout the season? <laughs> you know, instead and there's, of there's instead no of waiting... time for Tumblr fans to yeah. to make all the the <laughs> what if pages and theories and quantum physics about about Barry's flight from point A to point B. I mean, the Olicity fans and the Iris and Barry, this and that, and reverse this. I mean, how can you do that with Daredevil? You can't. Plus, you, plus you feel the pressure. You've got to watch this all as quickly as possible because you can't. You can you can either talk about it before it, or you can talk about it after all of it. But yeah, you can't really talk you, about. Yeah, you're right. If I call you on the phone and you're on episode six, and I'm only on episode three, you're going to be like, "Buzz off, Carissa." Yeah. <laughs> way beyond you. Yeah. <laughs> we we aren't even on the same page. We can't yeah, even talk about this anymore. To, or or yeah. yeah, you don't want to accidentally say something that you, or like you said, especially with something big, you know, you don't want to accidentally sometime in the next couple of weeks see or hear somebody say, "Oh my God, can you believe how Daredevil ended with a blah blah blah?" <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> totally deflated. <laughs> You're like, I'm only on episode seven. What are you doing? What do you mean? It came out two days ago. You're not done? That's right. I'm already on Daredevil series two. (laughs) All right. Well, that's enough. That's enough of that. And we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is Younger. Hey, we're already on a whole new week of that. (laughs) Yeah. Season one, episode two, uh, the pilot at episode two, or episode one, the pilot, episode two, uh, Liza sh- uh, sows her oats. So, uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. What do you think of uh, Younger? 
I was skeptical when I heard the thing. I'm like, is she going to be believable as like a 26 year old? But I believed it right away. I, th- I actually really enjoyed the show. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, she she plays a younger role uh, very well. I mean, some of the stuff it's like. Has she really never heard of Twitter or know how to sign up for a Twitter account? Like some of that, I question just how out of it she is. And I, I know that I had mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's one of those when you, you've signed a deal that you got to get Bing on the screen at least once an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and and I did like, like I mentioned, I think the last time, I don't remember if it was on the podcast or afterwards, how they had the extra Mario Lopez uh, exposition in uh, – whatever that uh, powers show yes they had the the gossiping real estate agent give you her backstory (laughs) she didn't left her so it's it's another creative way of giving you the backstory like that's not your normal just straight out uh exposition so i mean I, i i thought that was good um but yeah i mean overall um it's a tad on the uh more risque side due to the um due to the showrunner there uh the sex and the city guy but uh i i think it's a other other than that i think it could be a good family show but uh actually i think they're airing this on nickelodeon too aren't they yeah, I, I, think yeah I think it actually got more more views on nickelodeon or nick at night i think wasn't it yeah but i think <laughs> it's actually playing like you know like earlier in the night on yeah it might be on the eight and they have like it doesn't seem like something you'd really want your kids watching and at some of not last night's episode skipping ahead a week Ooh, that's not that's not good material for an eight-year-old but i mean as as an adult i enjoyed it and i i i I like the characters and i like the uh the relationships uh but yeah i really enjoyed it how about you carissa i could just ditto all that and it's, I mean, it is unrealistic to think that somebody wouldn't know how to do all that, except that I happen to know people who don't know how to do all that. I live with one. Her name is Lisa. She's my sister. In case she gets up the gumption to listen. Hi. Hi. Remember how you didn't know how to do Twitter? <laughs> but she doesn't know how to listen to a podcast, so that's fine. <laughs> well, no, she can, she'll, she'll know how to listen to a podcast, but she didn't know how to sign up for Twitter. Or she doesn't really know how to tweet. She does Facebook. So, you know, like there's people, there's those people who know how to do one social network medium, but don't know how to do the other and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like what, what's a hashtag? What's the point of a hashtag? Why would you do a hashtag? I get some of that stuff, like maybe not knowing how to use it or stuff, but it, it almost seemed like they had to make her, she has a teenage daughter, but she like could barely use a cell phone, you know, type of like person, you know. It just seemed it just seemed like some of it was a little bit too much just so they could make the joke. True. And because she was using Skype, so we know that she's not completely yeah. illiterate. <laughs> but yeah, then later on she's like Skyping with her kid in India. So it's not like she's a yeah. complete Luddite or something. She knows yep. she knows some some of the some of the things and, and is able to use a computer and, and whatnot, but uh, and you know, knows how to at least search for something. <laughs> but I'm wondering how long the uh the story's going to last. It's not going to last long. She's not going to be younger forever because it's pretty obvious that the whole point of the series is going to be that age is just a number and that she's just as cool being 40 as her friends are being 26 and yada, yada, yada. I mean, that's coming, you know, two episodes in, you already knew that was going to come eventually. 
Yeah. Well, like even in the second episode, she has like the blind date with the older guy and then she also goes back to the younger guy. So I'm wondering moving forward how much they're going to do that of her playing dual lives like, oh, I'm going to be with my 40 ish friends now. Now I'm going to be with the 20 year olds and keep flip flopping. Well, that is the thing is like how long can you do that before that feels too old of a sort of a shtick where, you know, you happen to bump into an old friend at the right after the right. guy went off to get something and and you're able to get rid of them just in time before he gets back if they you know actually start a relationship kind of it's like how long can you go where you're lying about one you know like there's, there's one one big elephant in the room that uh you're 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 leaving out that you know when you're trying to convince somebody that you're you know younger than you are you're leaving out lots of details like that you were uh, you know, previously married, that you have a teenage daughter, <laughs> you know, and uh, various things. But yeah, I'm not sure how much, how long uh, they can go, you know, how long it, they can go with it. But then if they change it up, you know, where some people know or or whatnot, like how how much does it change? Do they leave it where there's still some people that don't know and some people that do? Because uh, some, it, sometimes it's hard with these types of shows there's this one thing that's sort of this one conceit of the show and you want to do like a long running show, but the thing that you're building the show off of is not sort of like a cougar town where well, you know, Jane you, the Virgin. Yeah. You know, you, you that, build that lasted all of, you know, <laughs> you can't really go off that premise forever. Yeah. You know, so you, you, you have, you have this beginning premise that seems like a good idea, uh, but you can't, but you know, it also, I guess, it depends on the time frame of the show. Like, is 13 episodes going to be, you know, like a couple weeks? Or is, you know, 13 episodes going to be a few months? Because then the longer it goes, you know, in actual time, uh, it starts to be, you know, a little less credible. Right. And, and things like that. But there were, I thought it was fun. And then she's just great <laughs> it's like the main thing you, you you get watching the show is you go man i wish bunheads was still on no you I know actually... what that makes me glad that bunheads is canceled because i actually like this more than bunheads right now i only just realized she was on bunheads when you said that now i mean i didn't even really think about it at all when i was watching this show but yeah i'm glad bunheads got canceled if we got this show but mostly Seven it's just points. you know, like seeing you know sutton foster's just really good at that you know, she's got good comic timing and good delivery. She really does. And, you know, a good sort of... Pleasant demeanor yeah, all the well, time. Yeah, but also a good physical, adding some physical comedy into, you know, uh, it. And also, you know, this the various, you know, looks that she can, you know, give and stuff like that in different situations. And I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty good. Although the, the show might have... This show might have actually worked better if it would have been a couple of years ago. <laughs> she might have been even more believable as, uh, you know, mid twenties. Yeah, but you know, she she is forty. Yeah, <laughs> she's forty years old, and she looks damn good next to all those other people. So good for her. That's what I say. Yeah, I think it, I think it's fun enough. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna keep up with it to see how it it uh, it plays out for the rest of the season. Ditto. Same here. I'll try to record it off Nick since I actually get that in HD. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, I finally realized that I think I think I recorded uh, last night's episode. It was on last night. It's on Tuesdays, right? I think I did finally yeah, it find on, it, it on, on to record on the, 
on the uh, so I could, yeah so I could get an HD because it was that's always weird. You get the it was sort of in this weird stretched format, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. they don't edit it on Nick, do they? Well, it was all blurred out on on the other one, right? No, on, well, uh, it was just it was just in the the way that my screen was, you know, set to take something with that signal, with you know the 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 standard definition and the way it was stretched, it wasn't filling out the full string screen, so it was a little squished, you know, and and a little bit everybody's like a little bit wider than they should be or something. It was yeah. a, it's a it was a little strange to to watch that way and so yeah I was like well because at first I thought it was just like they were just for like the premiere week they were they were putting younger out on a few different you know like some sister cable channels type thing you know to sort of uh, get it out there but then I was like hey it's on there again and I was like oh yeah got an HD version and and how how is there not an HD version of TV land on my cable. And then there's still some channels that are super annoying, uh, that there's not, yeah. there's not an HD version, even though they're being filmed that way. And there, and there is an HD version of that channel. It's just the Comcast doesn't keep care. <laughs> yeah. Neither does Dish Network. The, what's weird is in some of those cases is you, you don't actually have the channel in HD, but if you go out, to the on-demand section and that shows out on-demand, it'll be an HD on-demand sometimes. And you're just like, well, this is completely ridiculous. <laughs> like, actually, just look, they're actually showing it on Nick and Nick Jr. <laughs> that seems so wrong. Oh my god, Nick Jr.? Last night they were talking about a landing strip. That's not good. <laughs> you don't tell Nick Jr. that. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, what's, yeah, there's a landing strip don't you worry about it honey (laughs) remember when we took that flight down to (laughs) (laughs) all right and on that note (laughs) we'll fly on over to arrow as the next show on the list uh season three episode 18 public enemy and uh chris let's start with you what did you think of arrow and Sort of everybody finding out, but then them trying to, with Roy at the end, trying to put the genie back in the bottle. I have problems with Arrow this season. I have a lot of problems. And this didn't help my problems. I'm sick and tired of Captain Lance not knowing about Arrow. And then when he finally does know, all of a sudden now we're going to have this backpedal where I don't, I don't even understand, okay, we're going to have to talk about the previews because we know Roy gets arrested. Yeah, we're, and then also, but all of a sudden, they, he, he finds out at the worst possible time that, you know, after finding out that his daughter's dead and, yeah, and so then he, he finds, finds this out. out and, but then it's also like, so, but now you're, you're super pissed off at Oliver. You're pissed off at Oliver, but your daughters weren't stupid. So. But you're also taking the word of the... You know, the murderous group yeah. <laughs> that just kidnapped you. <laughs> Why would you think that your daughters all their lives have been in love with a, um, a madman? Okay? You wouldn't think that. You might be a little angry, but you're going to listen to the daughter who's left, who's saying, trust him, he's a good man. He's not the guy doing this. Oh, no, but you're just hell-bent on revenge. And then there's how many how many guys were out there in the arrow suit? I mean, there's like every, there are a dozen, they're selling them at the costume store, whatever. Everybody has one. 
And then Roy shows up in what must be the original that is sized down somehow. <laughs> and now he's going to be arrested. <laughs> well, that, yet, they did some quick... How can, how can <laughs> they put two people who say, how can they arrest two people for the same crime? You can't do that. What the hell's wrong with this town? It doesn't even make any sense. I can't but, take it but, anymore. Like, like you were saying, it, like you were saying, it bugged me when as soon as the captain finds out, he's like, "But I, I think I always knew that." It well, was, I always, no. I always kind of thought that that he was just like he was never really thinking too hard about it because he sort of didn't want to know. He just didn't want to admit it. Yeah, and now you know he he's just having everything sort of bubble up, but he goes instantly to a, a, a shoot to kill manhunt, you know, type of. And if that's the case and... that, he, that he's always known, then why does he arrest Roy? Based on what? He knows he Roy camera. is the arsenal. Yeah, he what? has seen him in his costume. He knows who he is. But that was red. It was completely different. <laughs> but I guess if somebody stops a convoy and jumps down in the suit and says, it was actually me. No, kinda... actually, that's not the truth. If anybody, I can walk up and say I murdered somebody. You have to have evidence in order to arrest somebody. You you don't just arrest every nut job who says I did it. <laughs> well, you might you might take them off the street, and then he has enough. Uh, I don't know. He's able to say enough to to make everybody believe that uh, he is. Or he and then the, the week I don't before know. that, Oliver left the guy in the street buzzing with Adam juice. And this week, he's putting himself, his life on the line for Oliver. That bugs me, too, about Roy. Why, why, is he, why is he putting his life on the line for a guy who had just left him for dead in the alley? Sorry, I know you're over there in a way. Who cares? We're just, I'm moving on. That bugs <laughs> me, too. Everything about Arrow, this, everything about Arrow just bugs the crap out of me. And I've had it with Elicity. I don't care about Elicity. I don't want those two to get together at all. Uh, you're, you're preaching to the choir to me. I really, really, I'm only I'm only watching because of the Flash. I, I, like I have Nissa. zero interest in this show. Nissa, I like her a lot. I'm glad she's there. I'm happy to have her. I got that. Well, I think that I think that's also helpful to actually help sort of speed up the Black Canaries training. Uh, that that helps out too. If there's going to be a time reset thing with the Flash and they're all going to go back in time and reset the <laughs> season because they think they screwed it up that bad, I'm going to be really, really angry if we went through all this and we're back at stage one because that is not going to work for me. It's basically – through all this for nothing. Uh, it's basically Dallas with Bobby in the shower. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the uh-huh. last, last season was all a dream uh, I, or a nightmare. I would be fine with that as long as we don't have to watch flashbacks of the dream. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I really wish that those flashbacks they would catch up to the real time because they, oh my god are they, are they like awful a, or what no they're what, so bad and it, it like breaks like the, the show is is like it, some big action thing and all of a sudden we have to go back and watch him with some sister of uh, of someone else like I don't want to see this like we just want to continue with the main story I don't need the breaks you know what was really great about this this week was that. The whole thing, like, I was like, oh, my God, I figured it out. Finally, this one has a point. She's saying, I was, like, so excited. She's saying that the truth means everything and that, you know, and, and he's, Oliver's finally admitting he's standing there. He's he's giving himself up. The truth is more powerful than anything. And then Roy jumps down on the thing and he's he's screwing it up again. So her entire flashback where the truth is the most powerful point because he told her that her family's dead and yada yada and 
you know, Oliver made his big announcement to Lance. I'm turning myself in. Okay, I'm the, I get it. I'm the arrow. Blah blah. That whole flashback actually had meaning, and then at the very last second, Roy jumps down, rocks the bus, and there's no truth left at all. We're, we're just go right back to another lie because the truth is so darn powerful. We're going to just can it. Yeah. Well, part oh. of the problem I have with the episode is that. They put out there not just that they're looking for the arrow, but that the, and that they he's wanted for you know murdering the mayor or you know that he started killing again or whatever. But they actually put out there you know on the news that you know that Oliver Queen is the arrow and yes. and yeah, and all this no stuff. And so it's like it's like no. out there, and then how are they going? And then so Roy says no, I'm the arrow, and so our news reports now going to say you know we were wrong. But is there now enough of a question out there again uh, that where people have that, to wonder where people wonder about it? Because the whole thing, while while I agree that in some cases, like, you know, certain people close to you <laughs> uh, should probably find out some of this information, uh, you know, earlier as a vigilante, you don't want the whole city to know it doesn't really, you know, it, this this doesn't really work the same as like uh in, in this case, where you know, uh, it it just uh, you 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 get the idea of how, why the you know sort of the secret identity. What you would never be able to have any you know peace at all in your. <laughs> well, you wouldn't need a costume or a mask. Yeah, that's for in, sure. in a regular life, but they're just. Uh, it just seems like it's going to be more difficult to it for it to be believable to put the you know like I said put this genie back in the bottle uh, going forward. Like how I think they're just going to make the fourth season called Oliver and he's just going <laughs> to he's just going to attack people in a suit. I mean, why not? Why bother to wear like a, a, a costume? Beat him over the head with a brick. Yeah. Well, he's been he's been saying that he can't be both. But uh, <laughs> it, if he just becomes the arrow, then he's just always in hiding unless he comes out as the arrow. He can never, you know, he can never uh, appear again as Oliver because like it or not while he has changed he did kill some people <laughs> previously and so if you do know who the person is even if he's doing good now you still have to arrest him for those murders back 3 years ago you know type of thing uh, so and even worse so that if, that secret identity does need to still be there if if lance has to now backtrack and say Oh no, he wasn't. Excuse me, carry on. I was just I I made a mistake uh, on on citywide television. Excuse me, uh, pardon me. Nothing to see here. Yeah, it was like, I'm the worst detective ever in the history of detectives. <laughs> I'm no longer employed. I'm taking myself off of the force because the guy cannot be on the force anymore. He's been demoted how many times? Now he's like in charge of everything. No. Maybe we're gonna find out this happened to be on the same day that the Flash ran. Backwards <laughs> <laughs> and reset the day. <laughs> oh no, you're probably right. <laughs> They're all gonna like just kind of turn around, and we're gonna the next episode is gonna start exactly the same point. Oh, right, yeah. If, that would be like uh, if if in the episode at some point there would have been like a a, a news report about a tidal wave heading towards. <laughs> Central City, and then in this one, there's like, uh, there's there's no 
as the episode goes, there's no talk of anything happening, anything big happening in Central City. That, that you know, uh, that uh, yeah, we're <laughs> we're back a day, uh, but then you'd have to watch that flashback over again. And uh, uh. I'd sit through that just. To... <laughs> it would be slightly different flashback. <laughs> All right, well that's a. Uh... That's that's enough about Arrow. But again, let us know what you think about uh, Arrow. You know, uh, send us some feedback. Feedback at tvtimes three dot com. Let us know what you think about Arrow and Flash and uh, their various storylines. I'm really hoping that you know that the season ends all right for Arrow and they somehow get things you know turned back around or whatever, and that while they have this other spinoff show coming and there's potential for a little more crossover in the universe. I'm hoping that they come up with a more unified singular story arc that, you know, for, uh, for arrow next season, uh, that occasionally you need the help of these other people. I mean, in some cases, this almost seems, you know, (laughs) you're getting the origin story of Adam on arrow and that's taking up a lot of, you know, a lot of time and you, you know, you had a lot with the flash and stuff. And so let's stop uh, birthing a whole bunch of stuff out of arrow and let arrow be arrow again. He's going to be I'd wrong be... on Google first. We got, we got, we got other fish to fry, but I'm, I'm hoping that how, you know, as they, f- they finally, you know, at least this last part of the season does seem to have finally gotten to a thing that it's uh, uh, mostly arrow, but from the, from the previews and the sizzle trailers and uh, you know all the stuff that they've shown at various places there's like there's like a whole bunch of of team up stuff to come in the last handful of episodes so who knows what's happening here but uh with that uh we'll move on to cuz time travel talk about the flash wasn't enough we needed to talk some outlander but in this case I don't watch so but oh, both yeah. of, but both of you do so <laughs> Luckily, in all of this, uh, in all of this, it turns out that Kyle is watching the, all the same shows that Amory was watching this week, <laughs> so he was perfect fit to take over. And uh, so we'll start with the, uh, we'll start with uh, you, Kyle. Get the uh, male perspective. I wish I hadn't watched this episode. I thought this was a horrible start to the season because I do not care about Jamie and Claire and their love fest and their relationship. And that's all this was. It was like them just there. Basically there was a scene where Jamie has to punish Claire for uh, basically putting his men in, in danger, going to rescue her when she got kidnapped. So there, it involves a belt and she's spanking her and he's spanking her with the belt. And I was out of the room when this scene was going on, Based on what I could hear, I thought it was one of those scenes where, like, they're pretending to make noise and, and stuff in the room as a joke to to please who's ever outside listening. But no, this was really going – like, the music, too, they had going was, like, this comedic music, like a chase type of music. It And it sounded like it was, like, it a just, joke that scene. Was bad. Yeah, it sounded like it was, was a joke scene. And then I went back, I came back into the room, I, I hit rewind, and I couldn't believe that it was actually, like, no, he was really trying to chase her down so that he could beat her with this belt. Uh, and, like, just the whole thing, like, I really didn't care for this episode. Like, because I, I wanted to see more of the, like, we didn't get any glimpse of what's happening in the future. 
uh, and what's happening with her husband in the future or any of that. It was all just this past and basically them spending time in the bedroom all episode long for the most part. Well, normally that would sound good, but your description of it sounds <laughs> terrible. Oh, it, it, well, no, there was there was steamy sex scenes, but I just don't care about them. Like, I don't care about this relationship. I'm not their target audience, I yes. guess. <laughs> I do also like that you uh, hate the flashbacks in Arrow, but you miss the flashback slash forwards in this episode. But they're not really flashbacks. They're it's what's happening. A flashback. Yeah, she's living in a flashback. Good yeah. point. Well, yes. she's living in the past, but you're seeing what would have been, you know, from where she came from. <laughs> so yeah. But so, what about you, Carissa? What did you think of? Uh, uh, the, the the female perspective. On the- <laughs> Honestly, I really don't care for the sex scenes either, to be completely frank. Although I'm not Frank, <laughs> or Jamie, or Claire. <laughs> but I did like the episode because I thought that it needed to be... I, I really enjoyed seeing Jamie's perspective and seeing... Because what they did, and it was what you may not know, Jason, is they always narrate from Claire's perspective and in this episode and only this one they changed it up and Jamie narrated the episode and so it was from his perspective and we got to see little things like how he puts on his kilt which seems strange but I never knew you had to lay on your back to do that Um, and so we got to know how he really feels about her and how deep his his emotional attachment to her is he feels more deeply for her than he does about his cousins or his uncle's clan. He's willing to take a pledge never to beat her again. And the beating was, well, while I agree with Kyle that the, the choice of music and stuff during that scene was inappropriate. I think the reason why they did that is they were afraid that people were going to freak out over it. Even though, in my opinion, it was kind of necessary because she doesn't quite grasp the fact that she's back in time, I don't think. And that every single thing that she does puts lives in jeopardy. And she's a smart ass. And she's always doing things, thinking about how to get back to her time, which I cannot blame her. But, you know, there's real lives at stake. And if it had been one of his men, he would have, and he said this, not only given them corporal punishment, but he might have taken one of their lives. So he smacked her with a belt because that's kind of what you did to women back then as opposed to, you know, slicing off her ear or something. The goofy music, maybe not the best choice. But she got the point and then they made up and had their sex thing because that's what they do and that's what the women (laughs) want to see, the sex thing. But all the other stuff where they, they discuss the fact that they truly care about each other and how deeply they feel about each other that part i liked it's just i you know it's 25 minutes of him and ha and then the the fake and then the you know the that that just does absolutely nothing for me yeah i mean she seems to have completely moved on now from her husband like there was no mention of him at all i think in this episode like she didn't even seem she didn't even seem to be thinking about him anymore so, well, I think that's probably a result of having just about been raped by Blackjack Randall, who looks exactly like her husband. 
Yeah. That yeah. probably enough to smear the image away for just a little while. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not going to forget about him anytime soon. So, I mean, spoiler, I, I'm, spoiler alert. I'm, I'm not giving up on the show just yet, but I hope it isn't just the Jamie and Claire bedtime hour every single episode because I want to actually have like some kind of plot or something going on. It, it not shouldn't just be like a, a romance. It shouldn't be. So, so that's, that's all I know about that. It wasn't in the books. That doesn't mean that it won't be in the series. Shame on you, Kyle, for wanting actual story. And yeah, for some reason, show. I didn't want one of those like romance paperbacks uh, like uh, with what's his name on the front. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, the whole time here, though, I'm still sitting here. All I can picture is like the Benny Hill theme, Benny Hill music playing. That would have been more entertaining. <laughs> it's like when you said chase music, all I could hear was. It would have been like a helix move to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all we have to say about that. We move on now. Yeah, that'll be that's that'll do it with the uh, with Outlander, and uh, we'll move on to the last show on the list, which is The Good Wife, uh, season six, episode eighteen, uh, loser edit, and. We'll start with you, Carissa. What do you what do you think of where they are at in The Good Wife uh, at this point this season? I thought this is one of the best episodes of the season. I am about done with Alicia. I really don't care about her character at all. But on the other hand, back to actually doing some lawyering. I love Diane Lockhart, and she had a nice, nice storyline with new client R.D who's the conservative dude in the timely story of arguing for um, cakes for gay couples, wedding cakes for gay couples, which just happened to be in the news, what last week. And they had already written and shot this episode. And what they do is have, he wants to argue for somebody, but he doesn't really tell her that's what his point is. Although she should know by now that, Every time she gets into one of these situations, it's usually the case that somebody really wants to, to take this to court and they're just picking her brain and they kind of do a little mock trial and she's arguing for or against, I can't even remember right now, but she's arguing her side and he wants her to argue it as, you know, to the very best of her ability. So he knows whether or not his conservative side has a chance and I love whenever they do both sides of the story because so many shows are afraid to take on both sides of an issue and it doesn't matter what side you believe in. It's just a matter of opening up both sides of the argument and doing it intelligently and without being offensive. And I thought they did a really great job of that. And I just love intelligent arguments on television. So there you go. I find those types of the, the sort of discussions they have on the show and bringing things from you know different points of view – uh, you know, it was, it's always been interesting, you know, the with Diane and, you know, she ends up, you know, falling for the, you know, the right wing gun nut, you know, uh-huh. kind of, you know, and that that dynamic's always been interesting. Uh, but when they do these sort of, uh, you know, rip from the headlines or talk about these types of things, uh, I always find them more interesting at, than, you know, things like while I like shows like Boston Legal 
and you know, and the practice and stuff like that. Those shows were very much about they would sort of present both sides, but then, you know, in the case of Boston Legal, you would get the closing argument that you know that came you know that uh, that would come out at the end that was this is what you should <laughs> this is the this is the real thing and this is why all the other stuff is stupid and it was really it was just like a david Ke- you know david kelly like a very heavy handed like mm-hmm. this is the point of view uh type of thing and and while those speeches were great you know and you know the show was fun uh, it always felt like uh, you're just like all of a sudden somebody just go and whack you over the head and and so i i like uh, the way that they do these things in, on a, a lot of times where they don't, you know, there might be a winner or a loser in a case, but they sort of give you both sides. And at the end, you can you, you, you're seeing both sides, but you don't feel like you're getting, uh, you know, whacked over the head as to which way you should believe and which, you know, if you're you're, you know, you're just an idiot if you you know you don't believe this way or uh yeah it doesn't and, feel like a clear victory like they're not they're not pounding their fists into the air yeah where you know, and, with, and even if, yeah even if there's like a decision in the case it doesn't feel like necessarily one side won or not that there was you know right. some some law you know some reason in the law or why that's the way it uh, you know turns out and stuff and so and i really like with Oliver Platt's character that uh you know with that you know that he's like you know he ends up wanting to hire her because he enjoyed the debate about yeah. you know the abortion debate in the snow the, you know from a couple episodes ago and uh and that he doesn't all you know that he doesn't want to have just you know people around him that only believe exactly what he believes and stuff he wants to hear other people's points of view and stuff and so that was you know very interesting too uh, so I, I like the way they they present these types of things uh, on on the show, uh, but for the Alicia stuff, I never wanted her to win. Like, <laughs> and well, now she has to leave her firm, right? And yeah. so, and now what she, was the point of building that up? And but it looked like they were trying to do like they you know with the email stuff getting out, and then now uh, they're doing you know the the other person who did the the other person in the press who definitely does as. As uh, Peter said, has a vendetta against Alicia for whatever reason. You know, they they come up with a whole new, they get outmaneuvered, and so they come up with a, a story about potential voter problems. You know, or a, it, cheating or you know rigging an election and stuff. And I, I'm still wondering if there's ultimately they're working a way where she won, but they end up making her lose. It. Yeah. And I would actually be better. I'd actually rather have that probably than than a season, you know, than like next season her being, you know, opposing counsel all the time, or or you know, not even you know what, or not even all the time. Because when you're when you're heading up the office, you take some cases, but really you're delegating to other people and you're managing an office. So I I I I was I'm kind of I was really. I mean, they've done a lot of things in the show that I wish they would have just taken longer to do. I wish we would have got more time with her uh, and Carrie trying to start their own firm. I thought that was that was a more interesting storyline that they went away from too quickly, and all of a sudden they were back mm-hmm. to being 
you know, in a roundabout way, they'd gotten rid of some people and ended up back in their same offices. And uh, while there were different names on the door, they were still now like one of the most powerful law firms in, uh, you know, and then, but now she's going to be leaving. And I don't know, just uh, a lot of those machinations have left me feeling flat for some of the show, even though I enjoy the way they put these episodes together. I enjoy the way the episodes flow and uh, the way they take on different things and the way they do, you know, every episode isn't exactly the same. You know, sometimes they, you know, like the episode where they, I really enjoyed the episode a few back where, you know, they had Alicia, you know, sort of having dream sequences and going back and forth between two different things and not being able to talk and, and all these, you know, just a different spin on, you know, how an episode normally goes. And, you know, so they change things up here and there. But and so I still enjoy it, even though they're doing things that I'm just like, but I don't want to see this. You know? <laughs> how about you, Kyle? Uh, I I enjoyed this episode. Um, I What always amazes me is their ability to not rip from the headlines, but sort of do like the early edition move and rip before the headline was even posted, like somehow get their story in. Like they did that with the Ferguson thing, although it aired like later. And then this, like it was literally just in the news, but they filmed this probably like several months ago and it just happened to line up with this same exact story being in the news. So I'm always impressed with the way they do that. And, and like you said, I, it's, I find these, these kind of stories more interesting because you can definitely like relate to it and understand it. Cause it's in the, it's in the news. Um, and you were mentioning all those other David D Kelly shows. The thing, the thing I thought of listening to these speeches and stuff was pick offenses, which was also a David, David e. Kelly <laughs> show. Cause I remember that I, you'd always like hear these like impassioned, uh, like big debates and things on that. And, and it was the same type of thing. Like there was one side that you ultimately got. But. Yeah, which was, which was, which is perfectly fine. You know, it's David E. Kelly's show. He, if he wants to, if this is the way he Promote wants to his get, his, yes. get his opinion out there, then it's perfectly fine. And he did it in a very entertaining way. But a lot of times, you just felt like whack. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, and in this episode also, I think we're finally seeing what's ultimately going to be the way they get rid of Kalinda off the show. Because either she's going to have to go to jail for what she did, or uh, with the tampering of the metadata, or, or she's going to go on the run again. <laughs> yeah, or on the run, or or that other guy's just going <laughs> to make her disappear. Uh, the guy that she's working for now, uh, I forget what his name is, the client there. Who's trying to be like stop his the, the drug dealer that's trying to go straight? Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so it's interesting. Like, what I wonder is, does this uh, Petra actually know about like the past ballot tampering thing, and that's what made her think of this, or because maybe that was in some of the emails or something, or did she just uh, come up with this out of the blue? This yeah. ballot tampering. Yeah, because it, it's it's it was very quick. Like it's like the next. You would think that that even like she gets the emails and they're, you know, and they go from doing the puff piece to this other thing. Where did this other idea come from? Like all of a sudden, like this one gets shut down, and you instantly somebody else provides you with this 
other information that potentially hurts the exact same person. It felt a little too convenient. Uh, it also felt like it wouldn't be something. It wouldn't be something that she was like sitting on, because if you had that information, you wouldn't have been doing the puff piece on Alicia to begin with. Yes. You know? yeah. So <laughs> you, you would have gone straight with that that other that other story. So it's like, where did that uh, you know information all of a sudden pop up? Especially if her husband did this trick and tricked you out of getting your interview that you're supposed to get. Like now, if it was definitely something about his election and the ballot tampering, he would she would definitely have run with that, like and get both of them out of there. Yeah, I don't know. It just uh, that was that was a, a a little weird. Of you know, all of a sudden, just like right on the heels of of it's like if it's not one thing, it's another. Well, yeah. they all looked awfully surprised. Yeah. So it was news to them that they had tampered with their own ballots. Yeah, but you know, I mean, ultimately, I I was kind of hoping that she would lose and that uh, you know the other guy would win just because you know some of the you know like the debate they had in the kitchen was really good uh, episode and it would I thought it would have and they're sort of trying to they're sort of like backroom friendly dealings as opposed to you know like you know sort of the normal political you know back you know, backstabbing and stuff like that. I thought it made, it would have made for an interesting, like in the future of them having to go up against each other in cases. And, it, you know, I, I'd like to see him, you know, on the show. He, he was good. So I, I, maybe that's where they're ultimately going. You know, even if there wasn't actual cheating, if there's just the, it looks like it. And so she ends up out of office or they, or somebody actually did, do something even though they didn't know about it uh, and it ends up out of office. Ultimately, I don't want to see next season, although I guess technically it's on the bubble as it always is, but uh, as one of the, one of the few like broadcast network TV shows that gets any like critical love, I can't imagine that CBS cancels it. Uh, Even if it's not the, doing quite the ratings that they, you know, would want it to do. But, uh, you know, I, I don't really want to see an, a, a next season where, because that, where Alicia's separated from uh, some of them, because that was part of the thing I didn't like early on was when they separated Carrie out, it made for more awkward <laughs> type of stories. It ultimately was interesting when they finally got them back together, but I don't know, I... I'd rather see Alicia sort of like fighting for the uh, the person instead of trying to put everybody away, uh, but in a more ethical way or something or whatever her platform was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, though. I think that Finn's going to be her her second in command and that they're going to they're going to be up against the other firm all the time. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, just I mean. Ultimately, if it, that's where it goes, I mean, I'll still watch because they, like I said, they do, they tell interesting stories in an interesting way, even if they put characters in places where I'd rather them not be. Uh... That's such an interesting phrase. <laughs> Although it would be interesting. Actually, no, she wouldn't be able to. The other, the guy who who's constantly killing people. And uh, killed his wife there. She couldn't, poss- she couldn't possibly be the the lawyer who goes up against him since they she had been 
<laughs> in the past. Well, she's not. Like, yeah, she's not the prosecutor, but she would be the ultimate prosecutor. Like she would be like, "Yes, we're taking the case, and yes. you're going to prosecute it." <laughs> and he probably did it because I, I know that he did all the other ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that it uh, it'll be interesting to see where where it goes. Uh, but with that, that'll do it for the uh, primetime segment, and we'll move on to the uh, TV recommendations. And uh, I'll start. My my, my recommendation is FX's uh, The Comedians, uh, which uh, premieres, well, tomorrow night now, or the night of the first time you'll be able to listen to this podcast on April 9th, and uh, stars uh, Billy Crystal and Josh Gad. If you like your... If you like your comedy uncomfortable, like uh, like The Office or even like the show that'll follow it, which is you know Louie uh, or or like a Curb Your Enthusiasm, there's a lot of that style <laughs> of humor in this in this show. But the the basic premise is, is that FX was trying to put together a sketch comedy show, and that Billy Crystal wanted to do, and ultimately they ended up wanting to pair him up with Josh Gad and what you're really watching is a documentary uh, film of the show being put together. So it actually brings in a lot of things like uh, uh, since it's sort of a a sketch comedy uh, type of show, but it brings in sort of a Curb Your Enthusiasm vibe. It brings in the documentary aspect of something like The Office uh, along with the, the sort of uncomfortable humor of it. But the thing that I found interesting in it is when they do actually show you these little bits of some of the sketches that they they were going to do as part of the show or they did as part of the show, they're actually funny. So it uh, even if some of the other parts of the show aren't as, as good, uh, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it a, a lot more than I thought I was going to. I've really been looking forward to it. I didn't get any screenish for it, but, yeah, but uh, I, I think it's I think it's worth checking out uh, and paired up with Louie, it'll make for pretty solid hour uh, <laughs> uncomfortable comedy hour. Uh how about you Carissa? Did you uh did you come up with something uh uh over the <laughs> the 3 days that we've been podcasting? <laughs> you hear crickets? <laughs> Hey, can I recommend Younger? It was on last night. Yeah. It was really cute. <laughs> no, you can you can recommend Younger if you, that's a you know if you, if you really liked it and it's something that uh, you think uh, people ought to go back and you know you're only three episodes in, you know half hour episodes it's one behind. Of those weeks it's... that nothing is standing out to me. But I'm you know what you know people have not been watching that they really should be they should be watching this season and they're not and I don't know why Bates Motel. I'm watching. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I really like it. It's probably my favorite season so far. I like that they're focusing on the family, and he's. it's not Norman in high school. Norman and all of his goofy high school friends. I just really don't care about his stupid high school friends. It's Norman being the creepy Norman we want to see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Norman is getting creepier and more frightening every episode, and I really like the addition of Kenny Johnson as Caleb. And getting to know Dylan more and not just Dylan, the I'm going to try to be a giant drug runner. So I think people should be going back in time and getting into their little flash pod and watching on demand the first handful of episodes of Bates Motel season three. All right. 
And how about you, Kyle? Did you uh, were you able to come up with a I did, a actually. recommendation while you were uh, waiting on the bench to see if you were going to get called in? <laughs> I, I thought of it on my ride home from work today. So you recommended the comedians. So I decided to pick something sort of related, and it's a pair of comedies. Uh, that are both that both came to DVD this week from Amazon's Manufacture on Demand program. Uh, there are two one season wonders. Uh, there is sixteen hundred pen, which stars Josh Gad as the uh, delinquent uh, son of the president uh, off in the White House, who's like an embarrassment to his dad. Uh, I really enjoyed that show. I'm glad they're finally bringing it to uh, DVD. There's a couple uh, of uh, really good 1600 pen jokes <laughs> in, in the comedians. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the other one is The Crazy Ones, uh, which only lasts a season. Uh, that also came to DVD this week from the Amazon Manufacture on Demand program. Uh, and so that was with uh, Robin Williams, who played this ad executive. His daughter was uh, – uh, I want to say Buffy. It's Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, <laughs> it's Donnie was uh, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Wait, that would have been even more interesting. Uh, but that's another show that I really enjoyed when it aired, and I'm glad that it's it's at least getting uh, a DVD and release. The, so, the hot guy. What was what's his name? Who's going to be in Zoo this summer? I know who you're you, talking you about. You obviously don't totally... think he's hot. But <laughs> I know who you're talking I about. He had great, what's it? The guy had... from that show where he played two two lives. Yes. Yes. He had great comedic timing with Robin Williams, I thought. Yeah, he was you – know, especially when you saw some of the outtakes and stuff that they would play at the end and stuff like that. And you realized like – because that wasn't from other things that you would seen him in. You you thought about you know like him like singing or more dramatic or something like that. And to see that he had really great comic timing. Not, uh, not to jump into your recommendation. Disagreeing with you because Buffy, she didn't seem like the highlight of the of the pair. Like she didn't seem like the comedic highlight to me. But what's his name? Whoever he is, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I think they never attractive. quite really knew like what to do with her on the on the show. And uh, but uh, but yeah, that, I really enjoyed that show. I was kind of surprised that they didn't. I mean, it was a little lower rated than some of their other stuff. But but where it was airing and stuff like that, I'm surprised that they didn't that they didn't pick that show up for another season. It didn't really fit with the rest of the CBS comedy. Yeah, stuff. well, it it was a different. Uh, it 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 definitely wasn't like you know filmed in front of a live studio audience, you know, type of uh, and trashy jokes <laughs> and stuff. You know, type of uh, type of thing. So yeah, it uh, it it didn't quite fit, but made me laugh. Yeah, I, I still really, good, I still really liked it. That would have been it. a good Netflix show had they they could have picked that one up. All right, so that's our uh, that's our recommendations this week, and uh, uh, with that, you can, as always, you can uh, we'll have uh, links to where you can uh, find more about those or where you can buy them in the show notes, as well as uh, links to the uh, news stories that we talked about, uh, and also where you can find uh, Carissa and Kyle online. Uh, at tvtimes3.com slash 269. Uh, that's also, if you'd like to drop a comment in there on uh, what you think about any of the shows we talked about, especially like uh, where things are headed on, you know, The Good Wife or Arrow or The Flash, uh, let us know. And uh, next week, uh, Kyle will be back with me in uh, his regularly scheduled time slot. <laughs> and... Uh, 
Uh, listener Carl Brand will be joining us as the first in uh, three weeks of bringing on listeners as guests, which we have a second one officially uh, scheduled for the end of the month. John Johnson is going to come back on. He was on uh, previously and potentially a third one uh, for the week after that Carl will be on trying to work out to see if the schedule will actually work out. But uh, so looks like we filled all three spots for uh, for bringing on listeners. So that should be fun. And with that, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, thank you again for uh, Carissa and uh, Kyle for joining me on episode 269. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and Amory, feel better. <laughs> so that, <laughs> so that uh, in two weeks, you could, when you're back on the podcast, <laughs> we can... You know, actually record in one day. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every day. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.